0: Coming up this week on Ride the Lightning, the Tesla Motors unofficial podcast, Tesla adds another high-profile award to its Model S trophy case, a Tesla superfan, not me, breaks the world record for furthest distance traveled on a single charge in an electric vehicle, Elon Musk heads to late-night television, and I take your phone calls. It's one small podcast for man, one giant podcast for mankind. Top of the morning, good afternoon, good evening. Pick whichever one applies to you. (laughs) Welcome to Ride the Lightning, the Tesla Motors unofficial podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McCaffrey. Welcome to episode five for August 30th, 2015, closing out the month of August. So we get into the final hours, the 11th hour of uh, the deadline for when we're, we've been told again and again and again that Model X deliveries will start. Uh, before we start the show, I wanted to share a fun little anecdote, something that happened to me this week that's Tesla-related. From the, file this in the, the you-don't-see-that-every-day-at-least-in-the-united-states-department. I was walking my dog through the neighborhood, not an unusual occurrence, when I spotted a P85, uh, excuse me, just a Model S parked on the street. Also, not an uncommon occurrence, especially in the Bay Area. So, because I'm completely out of my mind and completely Tesla-obsessed, I went over to go look at it because even though I've driven the car, I've looked the car over top to bottom, back to front, I've, heck, I've had it for three days at a time, twice for the reviews that I did for IGN. I still, I'm always just curious what that person picked. Like, oh, is it a, is it a 60? Is it an 85? Is it a P85D maybe? Is it, maybe I'll see my first P90D with ludicrous mode. I'm you know, like, Oh, what interior? I'm always just curious what people chose for their Model S. I guess it's because I can't afford one. And I'm just always, Oh, I just, I want to see, Oh, would they have, did they pick what I would pick? So anyway, I walk up to this car. It's a black Model S. I'm like, okay, nothing too unusual there. It's got 21 inch wheels. All right. that's no, it's cool. It's looking nice. And I'm looking the car over and, uh, I, see on the back, oh, P85D, nice. That's the first one I've seen in the neighborhood. I've seen a few Model Ss in the neighborhood here and there. I know there are at least a couple that live in the neighborhood, because I've seen, I've seen the same couple uh, on multiple occasions, and I think one's an 85, one's a 60, so. But I've not seen a P85D yet in the neighborhood, so I'm like, oh, nice, this is looking sharp. As I'm looking more closely, I see, of course, next to the P85D badge, uh, manufacturer plates. Like, oh, this is a Tesla car. So I guess there must be a a Tesla employee of some sort, maybe an engineer, maybe a different department who lives in my neighborhood, who drove this car home from from Fremont or maybe uh, Palo Alto. But so then I just take a peek inside the car, which of course, by this point, if a police officer had driven by, he'd probably be really giving me a suspicious eye, like, uh, excuse me, sir, what are you doing? Get away from that car. And I see, because uh, oh, it's a you know it's a Tesla car. I wonder you know if there's anything weird in here. And there was. There there uh, down between the, the two front seats where there's normally you know the negative space or where a console would go if you if you ordered a console. There were uh, these these like serial ports, com ports, for Tesla engineers, employees to, to I guess jack in for either sensory equipment or testing equipment or some sort of diagnostic equipment. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then it hits me I'm like, wait just a moment. <laughs> Hold on just a moment here. What's this? The steering wheels on the right hand, the passenger side of this car. I, I'm i not quite sure if that was British or Australian, but either way, right-hand drive car, both of those countries <laughs> drive on the right-hand side of the road. So I thought that was really interesting. I I can honestly say I've seen I've seen so many Model S's living here in the Bay Area, and uh, and just you know, and particularly working in San Francisco, where I probably see them every day. I've never seen a right-hand drive car before, a right-hand drive Model S before, and so I suspect this must be uh, some sort of right-hand tester for for the engineers for whatever whatever reason. I don't know, maybe checking fit and finish. Goodness, goodness knows what else, but. I just thought that was a fun little thing of like, you know, you can see, you can live in the Bay Area, you can uh, have been to the Tesla factory, which I have been. You can, uh, you can work in San Francisco where you, their Model S's are a constant site, practically on a daily site, but you can still you can still see something you've never seen before. So if you happen to be that Tesla engineer that's in my neighborhood that was driving a right-hand drive P85D last week, hi. your neighbor i'm not creepy i promise (laughs) before we get to the rest of the show get into the news got a few good stories this week i want to remind you that uh, i've got a a voice mailbox for the show now give me a ring anytime it's toll free 1-800-606-0697 and then dial 15469 is the mailbox number they call it an invitation number on the on the service there but yeah, whether you either want to ask a question about something that happened on this week's show or just bring up a you know general discussion point that might be interesting, give me a ring. Uh, I'm going to start that later on this show. We've got the first couple of phone calls. We'll play those later on after the news. All I ask is that you please leave your name so that if I do end up playing it on the show, I know how to address you. And also just please try to keep it short. Like 30 seconds or less would be ideal. And that way we can uh, get to as many questions as possible. But... I'm looking forward to that segment, looking forward to seeing how that goes. And for now, we'll be right back. We'll start the show with the news. It's electric,
1: yeah. it's electric, whoa,
0: yeah. All right. Top story this week comes to us by way of Consumer Reports. You may know where I'm going with this. Yes, the P85D was given a long-term evaluation by Consumer Reports. It was rated so highly by Consumer Reports that it literally broke their review scale. It initially got a 103 out of 100, which I don't even know how that's possible. So they actually had to change their scale so that it would be a more mathematically possible 100 out of 100. Quote, the Tesla initially scored 103 in the Consumer Reports rating system, which by definition doesn't go past 100. Of course, I, I think it does now, or it did until you had to fix it. Uh, continuing, the car set a new benchmark, so we had to make changes to our scoring to account for it. The Tesla Model S P85D is an automotive milepost. It's a remarkable car that paves a new unorthodox course, and it's a powerful statement of American startup ingenuity." End quote. Love that, love that. That that is just fantastic to read. It is good to see Consumer Reports living with the car, getting it, loving it. All of this sounds great, right? Ultimately it is, but I advise you to not watch their three-person video podcast that explains the scoring. Please don't watch it. It's strangely negative. For a car that just literally redefined their entire review system, the 25-minute conversation takes a strangely negative turn roughly halfway in or so. Let me give you a first quote. One of the guys says, quote, "'It's not a good primary car." Well, then how did it get a... I mean, they're, they're, they emphasize that 100 out of 100 doesn't mean perfect. Just like at IGN, my day job, a 10 out of 10 for a game or a movie or whatever we're reviewing doesn't mean perfect because there's no such thing as perfect. 10 in our book means masterpiece. And 100 out of 100 for them clearly means uh, something similar. It is a masterpiece of a vehicle. It is a, it is a classic, it is a brilliant vehicle. But the video podcast, they go on to start talking about, they say, at one point they talk about how having a charging station in your garage, i.e. installing, you know, an, whether it's a 1540 NEMA outlet or a 220, uh, they talk about how having a charging station in your garage, they liken it to having a gas pump in your garage and they, they see it as a, they see having a plug in your garage as a negative. They somehow take that as a bad thing. Also, two out of the three guys on the panel said that they wouldn't buy the P85D even if they were handed the cash to do it. One of the guys even said it was too common in California, it was too common for him. Well, okay, and even one of the other guys even called out like, well, good luck in the S-Class or something similar. So I guess good luck with whatever you pick, but uh, it was just a very odd, just a very uh, for a for a show that was there to explain how they came to the review the 100, the 103 out of 100 and how the car earned it and what's great about the car. It just the whole second half of it just gets strangely negative. So I advise you to not watch it. But this is just this is just an incredible. Another just fantastic uh, award for the trophy case at, at Tesla. I mean, you know how this is. This will a hundred percent lead to to new sales. There's no doubt about that because you know Consumer Reports is one of those widespread, just mass market publications. You know, you don't have. It, it'll. It'll. The message will get out to non-Tesla people. People will take note of this and go, wait a second, what? Let me take a closer look at this Model S thing, this Tesla, that maybe I've heard about a little bit. I guarantee this is going to goose sales. I mean, you can't ask for better free publicity than this. Now, of course, it's not free in the sense of uh, that Tesla did nothing. I mean, they had to build a great car, but it's the fact that the great car... Is speaking for itself, and now the car is so good it continues to generate its own free publicity through no effort from Tesla. I mean, you know, Consumer Reports bought the car. This was not a PR arrangement. This, you know, this was Tesla was not involved in the slightest. So, you know, you got to figure that uh, some high fives were exchanged around uh, the Tesla factory this week when this went up, and and to everybody on the Model S team, everybody at Tesla should should feel proud. I mean, I don't know if there can even come a point where you get tired of getting all these accolades, but it's just great. I mean, it's it's just another step in the right direction for getting Tesla's name out there and getting them, you know, the respect they deserve because of course as we know, we we see it in the media still, we've been over it on the show. There are there are out there are media outlets out there, there are people out there. There's there's still a lot of a lot of negativity, a lot of misconceptions, uh, still a lot of uh, just sort of uh, just ignorance. Not a, not the like super evil, horrible kind, but just people that don't know about Tesla yet. And the, the things like this will help get the word out. And it's really, really great to see. So, congratulations to everybody on the, the P85D team. Insane mode is clearly a hit. I mean, again, I've been in the P80, I reviewed the P85D as well after having reviewed the P85 two years ago. And really, the the number of improvements of the car, um, both subtle and, of course, in the power department, obvious, really, it's, it's just astounding to me how far they've come in two years. I mean, the car, the, the all-wheel drive just plants the car just like, like, super glued to the road now it's never coming off the 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 traction the handling i mean the it just feels the car feels great i mean it's the p85d just congratulations love seeing this love seeing this too our next news story for the week our friend bjorn Nyland, the norwegian youtuber best known for making lots and lots of tesla videos He, uh, which of course those same videos also helped him become the first winner of the Model S referral contest a couple weeks ago, which will net uh, Mr. Nyland a founder, a fully loaded Founder Series Model X, as we talked about a couple episodes back. He has broken the hypermiling record for electric vehicles. He went 452.8 miles on a single charge, starting at one supercharger, driving around you know 25 miles an hour, because that's what it takes on flat zero elevation ground, and eventually just making his way back to that same supercharger before he completely zeroed out. Uh, so he made it almost double the rated range of the car. I mean, yeah, you know, it's a 265 uh, EPA rating, so 452.8 is really impressive. He broke the previous record, which was set by uh, Tesla Motors Club forum member, David Metcalf, who uh, along with his son, drove 423 and a half miles with their signature Model S, back in November of 2012, shortly after they got it. Uh, Bjorn did it driving around flat Norway, and David had done it driving around flat Florida. So love seeing this. This again, this is all positive for the the goal of electrification and of tesla this gets the word out there like oh my goodness somebody managed to get 450 miles out of a single charge yes of course he had to go to extreme lengths to do it but um and what's again what's cool about tesla i'm just saying just a minute ago i got I just got done saying look it's incredible how far tesla has come in just a couple years well I can guarantee you in a couple of years, we're gonna look back on 452 miles and go, oh yeah, that was cute. That was that was, that was nice at the time. Uh, you know, there'll be bigger packs right around the corner, no doubt. And the, the hypermiling, the, the mileage record for an EV is gonna continually be broken. And I would think that record is going to be held by a Tesla for years and years to come. So congratulations to Bjorn. And uh, David, get out there and try it again. You can do it. I guess, I guess if somebody got, and, and the thing is too, Bjorn did it in his, uh, in his P85, his, his, uh, which he, he's, he's lovingly named the Millennium Falcon. He did it in a P85. If so, there are now people taking delivery of 90 Ds, which are of course the longest range car in the Model S fleet. So I'll bet Bjorn's record might not last that long if some 90D owner decides to uh, to really steal himself and plan plan it out and go for it. Gosh, a not because a 90D the 90D doesn't actually have an official EPA rating. Tesla has Tesla hasn't actually haven't hasn't even given it an official number. They've only said it's close to 300 to 300 miles, which leads me to think it's somewhere around 290 295 maybe. So I would have to guess that if a really dedicated 90D owner set themselves to it, if Bjorn got 452 miles, I'll bet a 90D could probably get, I'll bet it could do 500. I'm gonna put it out there. I'll bet a 90D could get to 500. I wanna see it. And I bet you we do see it in the next six months tops. Finally this week, Let's talk about our friend Elon Musk. One day, it is my my hope and dream to interview him on this podcast. Maybe it'll never happen. Maybe it will. You never know. The guy <laughs> the guy only works two jobs in two different cities and works like 100 hours a week, but you never know. He does do interviews. In any case, uh, it, it, interviews such as this one, not on my show, not on this show, but Elon Musk will be one of Stephen Colbert's first guests when The Late Show comes back uh, during the week of September 7th after Labor Day the the show premieres on Tuesday Elon will be on during the first week of course Colbert t- taking over for the outgoing retired David Letterman and uh, th- so you know the question immediately arises what's Elon going to talk about on the show if he you know, the guy is so busy and he doesn't do a ton of press you know he He makes news more often just by tweeting when he has a few seconds or, you know, he does his quarterly calls, the investor calls and things, or if he calls a conference, press conference to announce, you know, ludicrous mode or something like that. But he has agreed, you know, well in advance here to go on Colbert's show. So you gotta figure he's got something in mind that he wants to talk about. Now, we all want it to be Model X, uh, there's a big thread on TMC about, oh, how great would it be if he drove out in a Model X, gets out of the Falcon wing in the back, and it's revealed that, you know, there's no driver. The, the car autopiloted into the studio. That would be amazing. I completely agree. And then he sort of uses it as the real promotional kickoff for Model X to sort of announce, hey, the car is, it's out, it's it's where production has begun, Get your name on the list. We'll get you one. But uh, I wonder, it could. I mean, if you want, let's calibrate the expectations down a little bit. He might just say, "Hey, the design studio is now open for those of you that have pre-ordered, and we're taking your pre-orders now. We're start, you know, we're we're starting to get this car out the door." But I also wonder, you know. Could that create too much attention for the X? I know that's nuts. That's maybe nuts to think, but you know, Tesla's trying to ramp up production. So do they really want <laughs> do they really want like the super crazy attention yet? I mean, they seem to get it no matter what they do, so maybe they've sort of realized that. But um, you know, of course he could also just talk, he could go on with Colbert and talk about uh, AI and how AI's probably going to end up killing us all if we make it too good because he certainly Elon has talked about that before. But, uh, the one thing I did notice is, you know, when I started thinking about, Oh, you know, would it, if he goes out and talks about model X and starts, you know, and really kind of hypes it up and says, you know, we're taking orders now production has started, you know, would that just create a crazy backlog? Well, I went to Tesla's website just to, to, fact check something because I could swear that the Model X page on teslamotors.com used to say uh, new reservations begin delivering in summer of 2016. I could swear it said, if you reserve now, summer is when you can expect it. But I went to the site and it says the delivery estimate for new reservations is early 2016, which, you know, there are tens of thousands, you know, the, the, the best estimate is there are 20,000 plus reservations for model X. So really, if you put, if you put in a deposit today, you can still get one in early 2016. They, they must have some really aggressive production plans. I mean, they, and they kind of detailed that in the last investor call where they said they were going to kind of end up splitting production between, between X and S, uh, after a, pretty quick ramp up on the x side but uh so i know that was news to me maybe maybe i'm wrong maybe somebody will will write in email or tweet or call into the show and and correct me on that but i really i could swear that it used to say summer 2016 for anybody putting down a reservation today but it does currently say the delivery estimate for new reservations is early 2016. so uh, take that how you will and with that, we'll come right back. I'm going to take a quick breather here, do a couple plugs, and uh, actually also we're going to start with your phone calls. Got a couple of phone calls from the new voicemail box. We'll do that right after this. All right, let's break in the new voice mailbox before we go, shall we? Look, got a couple of phone calls. First up, Minnesota Guy. You're on the air. Hey Ryan, Minnesota Guy here. Long time listener, first time caller.
1: So the question I have for you is your thoughts and reactions were to the company Faraday Future. They seem to have a num- former number of Tesla employees and expect to launch an electric car in 2017. They haven't chosen a factory location yet and plan to launch a car in two years. The information the company has released is Faraday Future comparing themselves to Tesla and how they will be better. They seem to want to be Tesla 2.0. Just wondering what you have to say about them, if anything. Thanks. I'll hang up and listen.
0: Ah, uh, yes. Faraday Future. I, uh, I've i seen a little bit on these guys, but I admit I don't know a ton. I was checking out their website, and, you know, they're promising uh, a, a connected... EV in 2017 uh, that's personalized in ways you've never even considered possible. So I don't know. I mean, they're, the story with them this week was they're allegedly shopping for a huge factory in Southern California. Uh, you know, it's automotive history has taught us that launching a new car company is borderline impossible. Tucker failed. Uh, Bricklin failed, DeLorean failed, which of course that one's near and dear to me. And Tesla has been the only one, the only one to succeed. And I'm sure, you know, hey, I hope Faraday Future is awesome. I hope it works. I hope it's, I mean, that's that's what Elon would say because Elon's, his whole, the, the drum he's been beating this entire time is more EVs on the road. Let's go, electrification, the, the sooner the better. So, and plus competition is good. Hey, I mean, you know, I'm fully committed at this point in time to buying a, you know, a signature performance Model 3 and I have every intention of doing that. Uh, it would take something astounding to to uh, sidetrack me from that that goal right now. But, hey, let's see what Faraday's got. Let's see what they've got. But they haven't shown a car. They haven't shown uh, anything. And they're claiming they don't have a factory that where are they going to get batteries? So they're, you know, I don't want to be too pessimistic because that's what people were like about Tesla back when all of us diehards were, were like, no, these guys are going to do it. They've got, you know, and granted they, I mean, but even Tesla started, you know, Elon's three-step master plan started with the roadster in extremely limited quantities uh, basically, hand built practically to, you know, as supercars to test the technology and uh, get the cost down and prove it. And it, you know, it was a long process for Tesla to even get to the point where they they could make Model S. And then the 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 odds of model the odds of Tesla succeeding have been so slim, so slim. Again, I, I think I said it on the first show when I when I was talking for a while is. Model S basically had to be the best car in the world for it to get over all of the other forces in its way, whether it's the other car companies, or the oil industry, or the dealers association, all of these people, some of which continue to fight Tesla. Now you could say that, well, Faraday or or someone else would have an easier time, because Tesla has sort of fought a lot of those battles already and I hope so. I hope I hope that Faraday doesn't run into the same roadblocks that Tesla did. They'll no doubt run into some of them. but um, you know I I, I I guess I'm just sort of I would say I'm rooting for Faraday because again, uh, more cool electric cars are the more the better. But then the, the other thing with Faraday, that you, the same thing you say about the Bolt, the Chevy Bolt, or anybody else, where is the charging network? If Faraday wants to get a car out in 2017, the same time that the Model 3 is projected to release uh, by even Elon tweeting, was well, that still the goal, late 2017? Uh, but yeah, where's the charging network? That's, that's going to be... Uh, what it's going to be like. And, and to be fair, I mean, far away, uh, excuse me, far, far away. Oh, that was was Freudian. I think, uh, far a day doesn't, uh, they don't say anything about them, about it being a long range car. I mean, it could be, you know, it could be a little, you know, subcompact, you know, to just, to, to sort of rival the, the Fiat 500 E or, or, a a car like that, you know, the, uh, well, I guess the 500E is really the only one that's being you know, because the Leafs a little larger, but you know So that's the thing we don't know anything about what Faraday is doing. So we'll see I'm, I'm Rooting for them. I mean, hey bring it on. I hope I hope they make a kick-ass car that Hey, maybe they can even make me think twice about wanting a Model 3. I doubt it, but uh, I'm sure Elon would be the first in line uh, Applauding them and, and rooting for him. So we shall see Next call is uh, an anonymous caller the gentleman did not leave a name or any sort of identifier. So, uh, sir, go right ahead.
1: Hey, Ryan. Uh, love, love Ride the Lightning. Love what you're doing. Also a huge fan of the uh, I just wanted to make a comment or question. Do you think that our step before all cars going electric is going to be far along the lines of what we're seeing in Super and hyper cars right now, which is hybridizing and using the electric motor to fill in the gap where combustion engine loses power, so shifting like moments like that, like with the iron P1, the Porsche 918, and the Ferrari. That's that's basically my question. Do you think that's going to be the set prior? Like, I was, like we're gonna we're already seeing uh, Honda making a hybrid Civic Type R where a four-cylinder motor or a six-cylinder motor is the Assisted by a small electric motor to provide more torque and uh, a more consistent power delivery to the field. Just want to say I was I was in Phoenix. I'm actually on my way up to Cascade right now. Uh, don't worry, I put hands on the wheels, using Lucy's headset. But I love the show. Uh, hopefully, the Cardinals do some work this year. You're doing a great job, Ryan. I hope you have a, a, a wonderful.
0: I don't know if the volume was a little low for you guys on that. Uh, I do run the show through some sort of audio filter stuff, so hopefully it, it helps with audio stuff like that. But his call was a little quiet to me. Anyway, he was asking about if I think hybridization is bridging us to an all-electric future. It totally is. You're you're 100% correct. I mean, it's what it's doing right now is kind of it's allowing. Uh, oil makers to keep up with uh, emissions goals and you know the the the, uh, the Obama administration the government has continued to 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 really get serious about about uh, regulating the fuel economy of cars and setting higher and higher goals for fuel economy you know in fact even the last week when I was talking about the Aston Martin story about why Aston Martin is building an electric repeat, it's so that they can continue building, they can have that as a compliance car to to offset the V12, you know, super gas guzzlers that are their bread and butter. But yeah, uh, hybridization is absolutely, it, it's it's getting us there. You know, it's it'll slowly become, that technology will get cheaper and established car companies will get more familiar with it. The problem is it's still gonna take, no matter how much, hybridization that the other auto manufacturers do it's still going to take a final big leap of faith for other established automakers to jump into fully electrics i mean they could have they could have four electric motors one per wheel and a little battery pack and but still i mean but for them to actually they're gonna have to change their manufacturing process change you know, again, charging network. There's there there is that huge leap of faith that still needs to happen. But yes, I do definitely believe that that hybrids are helping slowly wean uh, America, well, wean the world, meaning consumers and more specifically the the auto manufacturers off of uh, off of total you know ICEs and and slowly into electric, but. All right, so uh, I love the first couple calls. I I really hope we'll keep this going as a new feature if we keep getting them. Again, you can can dial me up toll-free anytime. The number is 1-800-606-0697 and dial invitation number 15469. Again, please leave your name and please try to keep it short, like 30 seconds or less. That helps keep the flow of the show going and uh, i'll give the i'll give those guys their quick plug it's at lifeonrecord.com i want to thank them for supplying me with the the voice mailbox setup Uh, i'm using it for podcast purposes but it has plenty of other purposes if you know someone special with an upcoming holiday birthday anniversary graduation or some other special occasion you can give them the gift of unique uh, unique gift of recorded voices from friends and family telling them why they're special The recordings can be podcasted like I'm doing or put into a keepsake. Visit lifeonrecord.com to learn more. And while I'm plugging things, I want to remind you that you can follow me in my day job, IGN.com, where I am uh, IGN's previews editor, heading up all of our pre-release content coverage. I've got my fingers in uh, quite a few pies over there. Uh, I tend to do a lot of our Xbox coverage. I do uh, an Xbox podcast on a weekly basis called Podcast Unlocked, which you can also find on iTunes. Uh, We're heading into the big fall season, so I'm going to be reviewing some of the big games and doing lots of fun coverage. So visit me over on IGN if you're curious. Please follow me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. That's DMC underscore Ryan. Uh, Email the show, teslapodcast at gmail.com. I've been getting plenty of emails from folks. Really appreciate that. And finally, my, uh, my T-shirt line. I've got a, a fun little line of game, video game and geek-inspired T-shirts, as well as one coffee mug as well. Please visit nerdstyles.com and take a look at what I've got over there. Finally, be sure to subscribe to Dave T's weekly Tesla newsletter, which I really love. It's uh, been a great help in, in uh, assisting me in planning the show. TeslaWeekly.com is the place to go for that. And that brings me to the end of episode five. I'm having a blast doing this. Thank you all so much for continuing to join me. Uh, just loving what I'm seeing on iTunes. The show peaked at number three this week in the iTunes automotive section, which just completely had me over the moon. I was so, just so stoked that, uh, cause you know, it's, it's, it's scary to launch a new, to, to try something new and put it out there for public consumption. So it feels really good when people are responding to it in a positive way. And I am, I am just generally, just genuinely, rather, genuinely grateful for everybody uh, giving it a chance and for your, your excellent feedback and support. So, again, my name is Ryan McCaffrey. This is Ride the Lightning, the Tesla Motors unofficial podcast. You've just listened to Episode 5, Breaking Records and Review Scales. I'll see you again next week.